How does it feel to wake up and know that your team has the number one running back in the SEC and possibly all of college football? Only Ole Miss fans can tell you that. This is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Hit subscribe for us. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis. It's the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And today, we're going to tell you why Ole Miss has the best running back in the Southeastern Conference, bar none, period, end of story, and possibly all of college football. Only Blake Corum really can argue with this one way or another. So, Quinshawn Judkins is coming back for his sophomore year. Yes, you heard that correctly. After he ran for somewhere in the neighborhood of, what is that, 1,567 yards, which is a freshman secondary. Only Herschel Walker is better. That is better than Nick Chubb's freshman mark, but two Georgia Bulldogs, by the way, one and two. That kind of gives you an idea of where they were sitting at the moment. But, Quinshawn ran for 1,567 yards and 16 touchdowns. Nearly six yards a carry. Extremely explosive. While he got a ton of carries, I'm not saying he didn't, he did split carries with Zach Evans, who was the number six rusher in the Southeastern Conference, and he ran for nearly 1,000 yards himself. So, Quinshawn... If you look down the list, the number two running back overall in yards was Rocket Sanders from Arkansas. Good running back, good player. No doubt about that. Um, Not as good as Quinchon Judkins, and I will die on that hill, Um, but he's a good back. I think, the honestly, the second best running back in the Southeastern Conference last year was probably Ray Davis from Vanderbilt. It just, he played at Vanderbilt, so you didn't hear about him, but he still went over 1,000 yards, which is excellent for any back, honestly. But number one was Quinchon Judkins. He led the league, and I expect him to lead the league in rushing again because there's a massive misconception about the Lane Kiffin offense that goes on still to this day. This will be year four as the coach of the Ole Miss Rebels, Three years at Ford Atlantic, so seven years worth of a sample size of this Lane Kiffin offense, and people still view him as almost an air raid coach, as a throw-it-around coach, and that just isn't the case. This is a team that has either been one or two in the SEC in rushing, I think every year since he has been the coach at Ole Miss. Um And now you're starting to see a stable of running backs consistently get built. Like last year, you had Quinshawn, who was the surprise. Now, let's not talk about that everybody expected him to do that. He was a surprise. He was the Kedrick Riscano of the 2022 team. But you had Zach Evans, who, unbelievably talented player, If it wasn't for injuries and not being able to stay healthy, he would have probably gone in the top three rounds of the NFL draft. Injuries and stuff dropped him down um, as a six-round pick. Listen to yesterday's show. 
if you want to know our feelings about that and with the current climate of NIL. But Quinshawn, from the beginning, from his first carry last year, I think it was against Central Arkansas or something like that, where you just saw him run and you're like, okay, this guy's different. He's built different. He runs different. He runs unbelievably hard. But you sit here and you watch him over time, and you see that his lateral movement is beyond elite. I've told my everydayers this several times, and they, they're, they can attest to this. But his lateral movement allows him to never take a full shot by the defense. It's almost very Dexter McCluster-like, even though he's over 200 pounds and such a hard runner. But his lateral movement allows you to take a solid hit and turn it into a glancing blow, a glancing blow and just turn it into a miss, an arm tackle. And that allows so much running room after contact for Quinshawn, even though people know what is coming. It's I've described this last season, and I very much mean it. Last year's offense was very similar to mid-1990s Nebraska. You knew exactly what Ole Miss offensively was going to do. The question became, could you stop it? And honestly, the question became, could the defense stop it and stop the other team enough to where you could run that offense? Honestly, if we want to be real about what happened, if Ole Miss would have did exactly offensively what they did last year, no change whatsoever. But the defense that Ole Miss had at the end of 2021 was on the field, making it hard for other teams. Ole Miss would have won at nine or ten games last year, and it wouldn't have been particularly close. They would have, they would have easily gotten there. Maybe only losses to LSU and Alabama or something like that. But the defense kind of let them down. As we know, Chris Partridge is gone. Pete Golding is in. He's putting in his system. This year is going to be clunky. Get ready for it. But Ole Miss has the benefit of having the best running back in the country. And as for Ole Miss, this is a rare occurrence for them. K.O. Dotley held the rushing record for 70 years. And there's some good backs that have come through Ole Miss. Deuce McAllister, Dexter McCluster, Ben Jarvis Grinellis, Corey Philpott. Um, heck, Jerry and Ely, Snoop Connor. There's been players that come through here that have been very productive players that have not sniffed KO's rec record. Well, Quinshawn not only sniffed it, he blew right past it by like 300 yards. So we'll see. If Quinshawn has another year like this year, he will be the all-time rushing leader in Ole Miss football history. I mean, think about that. In two years. He did this as a true freshman, true sophomore, and he has a potential to be an all-time, have the all-time rushing record in Ole Miss football history. Absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. It's at the point where if he has even a remote year to what he had last year, Let's just say he runs for 1,200 yards, which I think is possible. I think he could be more effective and rush for less yards and have less carries because the offense could look a little bit different than it has and a little bit closer to 2021. But I think he could end up with 1,200 yards, you know. That, that's nothing to sneeze at. 
But in that case, he would be like 200 yards from the career rushing record going into his junior year. So a 1,200-yard season almost all but guarantees he'll be the all-time leading rusher at Ole Miss. And he will be getting ready for his draft year, which, numbers-wise, this year, he was ahead of Jameer Gibbs, who went in the first round. And he had numbers comparable to B. John Robinson, who everybody says had, was head and shoulders ahead of everybody else in the draft. And they took him in the first round. Quinshawn had similar numbers to Bijan last year. Just kind of is what it is. Best player at his position in college football. And I don't necessarily think if you're not wearing maize and blue, you can argue this point. Michigan fans can talk to me all they want to. With Donovan Edwards and all that, we're going to talk about running back rooms right after the break. But with Blake Corm, although he is coming back from an injury, so it'll be interesting to see what it has. But I think Michigan could argue with Ole Miss back and forth about the best running back room, but nobody in the Southeastern Conference can. And that includes all the five stars at Alabama and all the five stars at Georgia. It's just the way it is. So we'll see exactly what they're going to do, how they're going to handle it. But right now, I do want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Right now, Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. New customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. My favorite part about it is that the app is safe and secure and easy to use. But I do realize that if you are in the state of Mississippi, you have to go to a brick-and-mortar casino. If you're in Tennessee and you're in Louisiana, New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Delta, Louisiana, Memphis, Tennessee, Jackson, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee, you can use FanDuel and, re- and get this no-sweat first bet. There's no better place to place your playoff action than the America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, thanks for making Locked On Ole Miss your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We will continue going through position by position, and we're going to do all of this a lot as we are getting ready for the summer doldrums kind of um, of looking at everything. We have a huge roster. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to kind of get in the weeds a little bit on this football program going into the fall. But we're going to um, go to the wide receiver room next and particularly Chris Marshall. We'll talk about him tomorrow, so tune in for that. We also have Pratt Rogers tonight you can listen to, and we're going to have start getting our interviews as well. Also, our spaces are tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central on Twitter. You can follow them there. So we'll be talking Ole Miss sports and sports and having a good time because all of this is supposed to be fun. So we spent the first segment talking about Quinshawn Judkins, a Unbelievable running back that Ole Miss honestly kind of lucked into. It is a perfect storm of Lane Kiffin knowing traits that he likes at the running back position. Quinshawn Judkins playing in an area that might be under-recruited. I'm not talking about college-wise. I'm talking about recruiting service-wise. And maybe he, in the offense he run, he didn't make plays to where he flashed enough to get that fourth or fifth star. 
all of these things came together with Quinshawn coming to Ole Miss with a chip on his shoulder, Lane Kiffin knowing how to use him because he knows how to handle running backs that can run the football, and then he just came as a grown man and made play after play after play. You're looking at somebody that is going to make millions of dollars in the pro, enjoy him, respect him, unbelievable player, Quinshawn Judkins. Now, but he isn't the only player in that running back room. And Ole Miss, like I said, has a type of player that they recruit. And the one synonym throughout all of Ole Miss's running backs that they always recruit is lateral movement. You might have power guys. You might have speed guys. But they're going to be able to move side to side and avoid hits in close quarters. That's just what they do. And much like that is Ulysses Bentley IV, the transfer from Southern Methodist University. He's a former All-AAC conference player. So he's run for seven, $800, seven, or seven or 800 yards. Good grief. I got money on the brain, Donna. Um, in each of his stops in, at SMU through both of his years. And he was an, an explosive player. Really, really fast back. You saw that in the spring game. A little bit of his explosiveness. We didn't get to see it last year all that much because I think Ulysses broke his wrist or his arm or something like that, and he ended up not being able to play at full speed for most of the season. It just kind of became a thing. But as he's getting healthier and he's able to pass pro and do all the things that this offense requires that he does, you can see what kind of a fit he is for this offense. He honestly, he looks like a Jerry and Ely type running back, which obviously with a Quinshawn that is a Snoop Connor type, both particularly upgrades at their position, you have a chance to have a really good backfield. Now, the problem that when Ulysses got hurt in his, I don't know, junior or senior year, whatever whatever last year was. You know, I don't know if he took a red shirt. I don't know the exact math of it. But that left a running back field that was Quinshawn Judkins, Zach Evans, and Ulysses Bentley the fourth. Ulysses getting hurt, and Zach Evans kind of being nicked up throughout the year um, caused Quinshawn to take up more of a load than he probably needed to and caused a little bit of a quandary depth-wise as the season went on. The third back for Ole Miss this year will be Kedra Criscano, a running back out of New Caney, Texas. Um, he was the MVP, I think, of the Polynesian Bowl. He ran for over 100 yards. Excellent lateral movement. He's not a game-breaker. He is not a Reggie Bush. He's not even a Chris Davis, if you want to look at 2024 recruits that Ole Miss is recruiting. But what he is is a very good outside runner, really in the similar vein that Zach Evans was last year. Now, we'll have to see if that everything comes together in a similar way to what Quinshawn did, but we will be able to see some very effective running as somebody that honestly will be a spell for Ulysses Bentley IV more so than Quinshawn Judkins. Now, the question is, in this running back room, this is one situation that Ole Miss needs to avoid. They're going to have to run Quinshawn outside. They're going to have to do that. They're going to have to run Ulysses between the tackles and Kedra Cascano between the tackles because if not, 
they'll be able to scout you and know analytically exactly how you'll do. If you're running Quinchon Judkins 80% of the time between the tackles, that's going to tell the linebacker which way they need to go and they're less likely to take false steps in the process because we talk all the time about how this offense wants false steps from linebackers. It tortures linebackers. When it's at its best, the linebacker can't be right. But if you get into a rut and start running players in the same place, linebackers no longer need to worry about going side to side so much. They can concentrate on what they're concentrate, concentrating on. At the end of the season last year, Quinshawn Judkins, um, Mississippi State had like 15 tackles for loss. Texas Tech had like 13 tackles for loss. Why? Because linebackers could just go straight forward towards the line of scrimmage. They didn't have to worry about the ball going over the head. They didn't have to worry about going side to side. Just is what it is. Football is a really simple game. A really simple game. If you can affect linebackers and get a second or two of time with your running the ball to where instead of a hard hit, it turns into a glancing blow to mix with the lateral movement of Quinshawn Judkins, who has the ability to take a glancing blow and turn it into a missed tackle, your offense and running game is going to be good. It's not hard. It's scheme plus talent. Everybody talks about it's not X's and O's, it's Jimmy's and Joe's. Well, in this case, it's both. Because the scheme is designed to make the linebackers think and play slower, and the running backs are designed to make the hit less effective than it is. And that is why our run game and why Quinshawn Judkins is so effective and the other running backs are going to fill a definite, definite niche on this team. But seriously, Quinshawn's the best running back in the SEC, maybe the country, and Quinshawn, um, Ulysses Bentley the fourth and Keidra Griscano are going to surprise, they're going to fill a role, and they're going to be pretty good. So everybody should be excited about the running back room at Ole Miss. All right. When we come back, we're going to change gears a little bit, and we're going to talk about Cameron Barnes, the player that just committed to Chris Beard and the Ole Miss Rebels. Talk a little bit about him and what's going on, and then we'll get you out of here for the day. Anyway, stick around. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. You know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, upvote, comment, all that stuff will make us very happy. Also, our subtext community is right there for your taking. We do things like um, if we have an interview like when we had Damon Williams, it was released there first. So it's like a first listen thing. And also you can view it as a way, honestly, to give tips to the program. Yeah, it just kind of is what it is. So we'll see. Pretty fired up about this week. We're doing this infrastructure week on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast and the After Dark um, Reactions and Commentary channel. Um, we're getting five gigabyte internet installed that's going to help basically what we can do graphically for you guys, the number of guests we can have, and all of that stuff we need to upgrade before this summer when the major st- sponsor comes on the After Dark Commentaries and Reactions channel. So stay tuned for that. You know, we're meeting, we're doing a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes that hopefully you will not see. Hopefully you will not have to deal with. But if you do, please, you know, pardon our progress for lack of a better word. Just kind of is what it is. Thank you very much for tuning in. But it's only going to get better from here, honestly. 
our After Dark Reactions and Commentary channel is going to be pretty random. And that is kind of the point. The, the brand is going to be off the rails. And we're going to have a Twilight Zone show with about Rod Serling, Twilight Zone. Ole Miss Baseball is going to have a podcast that's on there every week. There's going to be a show about um, 80s movie plots. It's just weird stuff. We're going to do reactions with um, famous TV shows. We're going to start that with 1923 towards the end of June. We're going to have a lot of interesting stuff to go with SEC After Dark, which is our flagship program, and we are going to welcome, welcome aboard a sponsor at the beginning of the month that we can all honestly um, relate to and look forward to. And we're also looking for sponsors. Just hit me in the DM for the pick segment of that show. We want the pick segment of that show to be sponsored. If you're interested in that, um, hit, hook, hook me up with a DM. We will um, set it up. All right, Cameron Barnes has committed to Ole Miss. He is a six foot ten, two hundred and ten pound power forward out of Duncanville, Texas. Um, I watched a video of him. He honestly, um, if anybody can remember, he's right handed, but honestly looked like like Terrence Henry. If anybody remembers Terrence Henry, the way he moved, the way he played. I saw a lot about that in his game. I didn't see the outside shot. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about in and around the basket. I saw a little bit. I think his name's. Um, I think I, I think it had, his name. I got that name right. It was like ten years ago. I, if I got it wrong, I apologize. But a good ball player, and you can see how he was active and athletic around the basket, and why Ole Miss is recruiting him. You mix him with you know. Jamarian Sharp, Jamin Brakefield, those guys, and all of a sudden, this front line looks a little bit different, a little bit interesting. Now, Cameron Barnes needs to hit the weight room. In an ideal world, Cameron Barnes is 240 pounds. But at 210 pounds, there is a way that he can use his athleticism to his advantage. We'll see how it works. The 24-7 composite, has him as the 169th player in the country as a three-star player, number 18 player in Texas, number 36 power forward in the country. Now, if you just take the 24-7 rankings, they think he's the number 56 power forward and he is the number 24 player in Texas. So the reason that he's not a four-star is probably to the 24-7 rankings. Now, I get on to people all the time. And I'm going to get I'm gonna get on a soapbox here for a second, okay? Whenever people are grading the NFL draft or they're grading recruiting rankings, they, they look at it as one type of player. They need it to be one type of player so you can rank them. Otherwise, you have seven lists and your rankings are all out of whack. But you have a situation to where Cameron Barnes is probably a really good fit for a certain type of defense or offense or whatever he's going to. And there's probably a certain type of defense where he's not the best fit for. Certain type of offense he's not the best fit for. I think that he probably is a good fit for Chris Beard. And what Chris Beard wants to do, the no middle defense and all of that stuff, I think this is an excellent fit. Now, I haven't had Tim Thomas on a while, on in a while. He is my basketball expert. He's the one I rely on for a lot of my takes about Ole Miss basketball. 
and why not? He's a former player. He's been there, done it. He come during the basketball season. He came on every week. During next basketball season, we're going to bring him back again. But you can look at him and watch him play and see the flashes of exactly what he could be. Like I said, he needs to gain a little bit of weight. He needs to keep the athleticism he has. And I think if that happens, he he could be a little bit of a dude in the SEC. But he is somebody that needs to be developed. He isn't coming ready-made to go. He is that player that could be eighth or ninth on the bench next year. Not a negative thing. I think he plays some, but not, not a whole lot. But that, that's a good thing. If he has good experience and builds that confidence up and takes jumps when it needs to happen, him playing behind Jermarian Sharp could be a godsend. We'll have to see exactly how that goes. This will be the first time we've gone through a Chris Beard season to where we can see how he uses depth, where we can see how he develops players. And I'm interested just as much about that as I am about the players that come ready to go. Now, the flip side of this that we do need to talk about, and I'm not saying that this is a thing that could happen because others are going to tell you it's a thing that could, could happen. I'm not... I'm not quite there yet, okay? And what what I'm talking about is apparently he goes to high school with his buddy, as most do, and I think his teammate's name is Ron Holland or something like that, and I think they're friends. And people are going to start connecting dots, Okay. I'm not saying it won't happen, and I'm not saying it will happen. I am saying there's too much right now that's um, coincidence to ignore, but not enough there that substances to actually listen. But Ron Holland to Ole Miss would be an absolute game changer if that happened. And I think if nothing else, it's worth a look. Not necessarily by Ole Miss to him. Ole Miss going after Ron Holland's a no-brainer. That that's absolutely happening. Ron Holland looking at Ole Miss. I think he should, because he can come here for one year, get Ole Miss basketball to the NCAA tournament, and from there go to the NBA. I think the number one player in the NBA draft a couple years ago went to Georgia. If you are number one worthy, they will find you. It doesn't matter where you go. You don't have to go to Kansas or Kentucky to get it. But if he wanted to go someplace different and make his own name, that would be a good place for him to land, honestly. Like I said, I don't know if it'll happen. There's too much coincidence, like I said, to ignore, but there's not enough substance there for me to actually dig in and watch. But it's something worth keeping an eye on. It's something worth looking at. Anyway, thank you very much for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to continue to go through positions. We're going to talk Chris Marshall tomorrow. And um, after the spring game and after the spring and everything we've heard about Chris Marshall, we're going to talk about what we're expecting in the fall from him. Just like this. We've done quarterbacks. We've done running backs. We're going to move on to the wide receiver room next. And then after that, we're going to do tight end. So this, this week is going to be heavy on the offense. But you know us. We want football to be in every show on this channel. Well, every Locked On Ole Miss podcast on this channel. We're going to talk football at least one segment 
or we're at least going to try to unless some craziness is happening in the other sports. But if you, before I get out of here, I'm just going to say it again. Quinshawn Judkins is the best running back in the Southeastern Conference. Not close. And he's probably the best running back in the country. We'll see you next time. Have a good day. Hotty toddy.